0: Let's put our hands together. We can do better than that. Hallelujah. It's the beginning of a new year. It's the beginning of a new decade. Hallelujah. And our God is awesome. So we're going to be praying today. But before we pray, I would like to share briefly with us. I want to talk about the purpose of his calling. The purpose... Of God's calling. The purpose of your salvation, this purpose of my salvation, the purpose of us being here. Why are we here? Why are we here? Why have we left the world to be with the Lord? Praise the Lord. Why are we not just living our lives the way we used to live it? Why did we make that decision to come to the Lord? <coughs> purpose of his calling many times christians feels dejected and hopeless about what is ahead of them many times we are confused i don't know about you but sometimes i'm thinking am i really doing the right thing i don't know whether it has ever come across your mind or do i really need to do all these things do i really need to be good Do I really need to serve God? Do I really need to be a Christian? Sometimes you ask these questions, it goes on in your mind. Sometimes you have questions about the existence of God. Because some people believe there's no God. And sometimes you are thinking, is God real? Hallelujah. Sometimes you are thinking, when is the beginning of the world? Who creates God? Who creates. When did they all start? You know, can be confusing. You know that when you think about all these things. But do you know one thing? We are not meant to be thinking about these things. We only have, need to have faith, because our salvation is by faith. If you want to reason out, if you want to put uh, to put pen to paper and begin to write some things and begin to add one and two together with God, one plus one is never two. Do you believe that? Because the Bible says, one, we chase a thousand. Say two, we put 10,000 to flight. If you look at the calculation, you will think that two, we chase 2,000. but that's not how God operates. So many times we confuse as Christians. We're thinking, where do we go from here? Hallelujah. So I want to quickly share with us the purpose of his calling. Romans chapter 8, verse uh, 28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who are called according to His purpose. Hallelujah. New King James Bible says, We know that all things work together. Let's always say, All things work together. Everything, every disappointment. Whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's what you want, whether it's what you don't want. Apostle Paul said, the things I don't want to do, I find myself doing. So sometimes things that you don't want happens. Whatever happens, the Bible says, as we know that all things, better say "all all things. So I don't know, sometimes when things are not working the way you plan it, the Bible says all things. By standard of man, when things are not working as planned, you think that God is not in it. But that's not the truth. They all things work together for good. Now, it will only work together for good for a certain set of people. Now, who are these people? Look at it. To those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose if you are called if the purpose of your salvation is genuine it does not matter what you are going through right now it does not matter what happens around you all things will work together for your good i thought you said amen to that amen it does not matter whether you make mistake or not. It does not matter whether you pray every morning. It does not matter whether you read the Bible like some people. You may not have the time to study like some will study. That's why the Bible says they that compare themselves with themselves are not wise. As Christians, we are not meant to compare with each other. We are not, we are not meant to to. to, to, to to be in a competition with anyone because your work with God, God understands, is you and your Father. Praise the Lord! Hallelujah. Say, All things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. All things will work together for them for good. Amen. The purpose of Jesus coming to earth and dying on the cross was to save sinners. That's the purpose. To save us. Now, if we have been saved, then we don't need Jesus. Are you with me? When you give your life to Jesus, as long as you are here on earth, you still need Jesus. There is no perfect man anywhere. Somebody went to Jesus and said, good master. I said, why are you calling me good? He said, no man is good. He said, no man is good. He said, all, everyone that has been born, he said, the greatest among all is John the Baptist. And he said, the, great, the, the smallest in heaven is greater than John. As long as John remains unhurt, it's not great. It's not good. He said, the only person that is good is God. Even me, Jesus, don't call me good. So if you look at someone because of a mistake, and you begin to look down on that person, you're making a big mistake. Because nobody is perfect. Nobody is perfect. We are not perfect. We are not perfect. We are fashioned, we are programmed to make mistakes. The day you get to a point in your life that you don't make mistakes again, that the God will take you because there's no point living here. God, why are you still here? Because now you are like a God. And if you are God, then go and be where God are. But as long as you remain human, you are open to mistakes. We can make mistakes. Hallelujah. So, the purpose of our salvation is that we may continue to be saved. He will continue to save us on a daily basis. He saves us. Every day we are being renewed. Every day we are being transformed. Every day we are looking more like Jesus. That's why the Bible says, looking unto Jesus. The upper and the finisher is a finisher. So it means we have not finished the race. No, we have not finished. We are starting the race. We are in the race. You're just starting. Some of us, oh, 10 years have been born again. You are just starting. You are just starting because you are running a race. And the Bible says that he that starts the race does not hand the prize, but he that finishes it. Until you get to the headline, the headline, that's when you receive the word for the race. So it does not matter whether I am front now. Praise the Lord. They said the first I and mean be the last. Some people started before us. They were on fire. They were hiding. And today, they are no more in Christ. We are not using this to mock them. But we are only glorifying God. And to tell us that no matter your situation right now, the Lord is still saving you. So the Lord is still saving me. The Lord is still saving. Let no man trouble me. The Lord is still saving me. I'm still in process. I'm in work, in pro- I mean, in work in progress. They call it work in progress. The Lord is doing something in my life. So sometimes I might be hungry. It is the Lord's work. He's doing something in me. Sometimes I may tell lies. The Lord is doing something in me. Sometimes I do. You know, You know, I, I we're going to see a man in the Bible here that we're going to use as our test. Praise the Lord. And that gives me assurance that the Lord is. We perfect what he has started in my life. He will perfect what he has started in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. So I want us to begin to see believers differently. I want us to begin to see ourselves differently. We are not perfect. I am not perfect. If I make a mistake, please forget it. Ah, Pastor. Ah, how can Pastor do this? I'm still human. Am I speaking to someone? Am I speaking to someone? See, human. So I can still make mistakes. The important thing is that whenever you make mistakes, just remember that God is still saving you. You're still in that progress, process, You're still working on you, it's still renewing your mind, it's still making you better. You can be better. The Bible says the step of a righteous man is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter until a perfect day there's a perfect day that will come that is when we will be with the lord but as long as you're here on earth it's still shining brighter and brighter there's somebody I can, be than this. I can be better than this hallelujah so the day you begin to think yes i am all day that's the day you begin to calm down because that day you stop god uh, from doing what you want to do in your life. There are, some things. there are some things you don't even know you have. Do you know? There are some things they are there. You don't even know until something happened. And when something happened, then it comes out. Then you're thinking, wow, is that me? Where did that come from? Praise the Lord. We are still in that place. The Lord is still working on us. So don't you ever get to that point in your life where you think you are up there. We are all let May the Lord take us to that place where we will be perfect in the mighty name of Jesus praise the Lord. So if the Lord is doing all this in making us ready for the kingdom, we have things we need to do as believers as well. You must begin to see things differently because we have roles to play in all this. God will never fail a man. Everything he proposes is hard to do, he will do whether you like it or not. Hallelujah! He's going to complete his work. He's going. He's a faithful God, but we have roles to play to make this happen, and that is where we are going. I told us I'm going to use a man as an example today, and that man is no other person but David, the king. So let's see the book of Psalms 103 and look at what David wrote here, and we're going to look at the life of David and use that to see the purpose of our calling. Why God called? What He expects from us? What the kind of mentality God expects us to have? The way he wants us to begin to think about him. The way he wants us to begin to think about our salvation. Psalm 103, I will read from verse one. Psalm 103 from verse one. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Number two. We're going to read till the end, so let's be fast. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Verse 3, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, verse 4, who redeem your life from destruction, who grants you with loving kindness and tender mercies, verse 5, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your, your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses his heart to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. Verse 10. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. Look at eleven. He said, for as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. See, 12. He said, as far as the east is from the west, so has he removed our transgression from us. As a father pities the children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. Verse 14. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. For as man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. 16. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and his place remembers it no more. 17. For the mercy of the Lord is from what? Everlasting to everlasting. He means he has no hand on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children ha. to such as keep his covenant and to those who remember his commandments to do them the lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all bless the lord you his angels who excel in strength who do his world heeding the voice of his word bless the lord all you his hosts you minister of his, who do his pleasure. Verse 22. Bless the Lord all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. So number one thing that is expected of us, that will help you to fulfill the purpose of your calling. Number one, you must have a soul that praises God. No matter what happens to you, you must have a soul that praises God. Verse 1, David said, all that is within me, bless his holy name. A person who loves God, praise him no matter what. No matter what happened. you will always praise the Lord. Because things will happen. Hallelujah. Things will happen. He has not promised us a journey that is free of friction. He has not promised us a journey that will not have I echoes. Mean, Things will happen. Sometimes things may not work the way you plan. But in all this, give praise to the Lord. He says, uh, verse, verse one of that uh, of that of that place. He said, "All that is within me, bless His holy name. Everything inside me, good or bad, bless His holy name." Hallelujah. When Paul and Silas were in prison what did they do? They praised the Lord. Many of us, we are experiencing a form of prison here. We, 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 are, we are caged. You are in a place where you, you don't even know what to do. You, you, you're confused. You're confused. Things are not working as planned. The Bible says, praise is holy. So number one, if you will fulfill the purpose of his calling upon your life, he said, these people have I formed for the purpose. That they may show forth my praise. If you are doing anything and that thing is not showing forth the praise of God, you are not fulfilling the purpose of your calling. Your life must praise God. Everything within you must praise God. Your words must praise God. Your thinking must praise God. Everything you do must glorify God. So when we are serving, when we are doing all this, let it always be in our mind that we are all doing this to worship him, to praise his holy name. Hallelujah. When we praise God, it changes the situation. When the people of Israel, when they began to murmur, what happened? They died. Hallelujah. When they murmured, they could not enter the promised land. Those people that murmured among them, they didn't enter the promised land. But those that were not in the cup of the enemy, they entered into that promised land. When you pray, something happens. doors open. We've seen that many times why people praise God and the Lord begin to open doors. I'm going to be fact number two, forget not his benefits. Number two, verse two, He said, forget not his benefit. Verse two, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Many of us will think about the things we don't have. What about the things you have? The fact that you are here this morning listening to me is is, is enough to praise him. What about the blessings of God? What about the gift of life? What about your children? The Lord gives. Those people who have their children being kidnapped and killed every day, they have not done anything worse than many of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May do not be with the family of the pastor who died with two children. Are we better than these people? No. It's just by the mercy of God. So you have reasons to praise Him all the time. He said, "Forget not all His benefits." If you want to spend one minute now to just think, you have one thing or the other to thank God for. You. We have reasons to praise Him. We have reasons. When you have a husband, you have a problem with him. They blame God. What about those people that don't even have one? When you have a child, you have a problem with that child. What about those people that are trusting God for one? When you have a job, you complain about the job. What about the people that are trusting God for the job? Are you telling me? I mean, at every point in time, there are people that you are better off. There are people that are looking up to you that want to be like you. They're just they're praying. That I wish I can be like this person. And you, that people want to be like, you are there complaining. Don't complain. Forget not all his benefits. He has been good to you one time or the other. Hallelujah. It's so funny. Many of us are here, in you're not taking up. You're still complaining. Go to Africa and see. If hey, people want to be here, <laughs> Hallelujah. So people, somebody said, Bashar said he went to Ghana one day and he met a man. And the man said, the only, my only prayer is that oh God should just take me to Europe and forget about me. <laughs> he said they laughed that you need to come to Europe and said people are suffering. <laughs> Praise the Lord. People are suffering here in Europe. Hallelujah. Say, Lord God, just take me there. That's all he wants. And you are here in Europe, you are still complaining. Somebody said, ah, this London is so dry, I want to go to Canada. Those people in Canada say ah, I'm so cold here, I want to go. I mean, all this to, you, know, you have to complain about. It. You just have to be satisfied. You have to make you just you just have to keep your heart, I mean, on God and just trust God and just thank God for what you have. There's a saying in your background that when you thank God for what you have, you will get more. You will get more. Stop complaining. Tell neighbor, stop complaining. Stop complaining. Ah, you're not talking to someone. Tell somebody, stop complaining. Say, Brother stop complaining. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's looking at this one why. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Don't complain. You have reasons to thank God. We have people in the Bible. We have a woman in the Bible. The Bible says that her husband died when she was young. And this woman was faithfully waiting for Jesus Christ to come. You remember in the temple? And when she saw Jesus, she said, Ah, my eyes have seen salvation. Ah. Someone who lost her husband, the husband died when she was young and she did not get married until she became very old. And she saw Jesus Christ, she gave thanks to God. She said, My eyes have seen salvation. I mean, of us, we have a lot of things. We are always peeping at what others have that you don't have. What about the ones you have? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. May the Lord have mercy upon us. Number three. Remember that God forgives all, I want you to underline that, all your sins. Ah, Hallelujah. Verse three. Verse three. Who forgives all your iniquities? He heals all your diseases. He forgives all. 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 Say all. Please. I want us to be practical. Talk to somebody again today. And say all. all. Is somebody imagine it now. Just imagine it. Just think about it. All. All. Are you saying all? All. Ah. This God is awesome. All my sins. He forgives. All. And we are holding things against one another. When God forgives all. All. Ah, looking unto Jesus. Let's begin to look at him. He forgives all. Sin is the heaviest burden of mankind. It's heavy. It's heavy. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ forgives all. You, you, You know, why David was writing this particular psalm. I was just thinking what was going on in David's mind. What was going on in his mind? David, David was talking about a man who took somebody's wife. And killed the man. Let me ask us a question. If you have ever killed someone here, yeah, let me see your hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> okay, let me repeat the question. <laughs> if you have ever killed someone, <laughs> no, none of us. So the person that wrote this, we're talking about someone who killed malicious killing. He I want I want his wife. I, want, I, must, I must take his wife. So he killed the man. And he took his wife. And the same man is writing here. For him to have this confidence, he understood the purpose of his calling. That the moment I answered that call, the moment I said Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior, he forgives all my sins. So this man had confidence to come before the Lord because he knew that the Lord was looking at him and he couldn't see anything in him. And people would be pointing, Lord, can't you see? This man went to uh, The devil went to God and said, God, look at Job. He said, what is wrong with Job? There's nothing wrong with Job. He said, how look at him? There's nothing wrong with him. He said, is it not because you are blessed him? He said, no. He said, go and touch everything. You will see. God could not see anything wrong with Job. He can't see anything wrong with you. You are perfect before God. Because every single moment you open your mouth and say, Lord, I am sorry, He forgives and He forgets. He was even telling us, He said, remember not the formatting, or consider the things of old, for we do a new thing. He is a God of a new thing. His messages they are new. Every morning, Are you awake this morning, then everything is new. No matter what you've done yesterday, today you are a brand new person in the presence of the Lord. He said, your sins, I will remember no more. I want us to be like the Lord. I remember sins no more. <laughs> forgive yourself, forgive people. Forget it. Remember it no more. Live the way you used to live before that sin, sin was committed. Do you know the problem we have as believers? When we do something wrong, we think that we need some time for us to get forgiven. So you want to, you can't pray like you normally pray. You're, you're, you're doing it little by little. After a while, maybe after two weeks, yes, God must have forgiven that. So now you're coming out again. No. The moment you say, Lord, I am sorry. That's it. You are brand new before me. Your sins, I will remember you. So that's what David was saying here. You are a brand new person before me. A soul that remembers that God forgives sin. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18 said, come, now, let us reason together. Second, he said, if your sin is like scarlet, it shall be as white as snow. He I mean, like said, if your sin is red, it will be, you know, I was looking at it. When you want to do your laundry, what do you do to red and white clothes? You separate them. Because if you put them together, you get pink. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So you don't want to mix them together. They are far apart. So he said, if your sin is as red as scarlet, The moment you come before him, it will become white. Ah, look at the transformation. Look at where the Lord is. That's why I said, I said, as the heaven is far from the earth, so it's my way. As the east is far from the west. you know east and west will never meet? They will never meet. But the Lord says in his presence they do meet. The moment you confess your sin, it brings you from that point to this point. (laughs) The moment you give your life, that's the purpose of his calling, to transform you, to forgive you, and to forget about your iniquities. Hallelujah. To forget about your iniquities. Your enemies will try to remind you of your sin, but you must tell yourself that the Lord remembers no more. Number four, number four, verse three again. We are still on verse three of that place, 103 verse three. We are still there, Psalm 103 verse three. The second part of it, he heals all your diseases. Ah. Now, this is where we're going to pray. I told us we're going to pray. We're going to pray today because we can't go in this year with sickness or disease in our body. Because the purpose of this calling is to heal us of all diseases. That's the That's one of the reasons you called us. Hallelujah! To heal us, to deliver us from all manner of sickness. Hallelujah. God heals all diseases. All diseases. Matthew chapter 19 verse 26. The Bible says, And Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. God is the master healer. The Bible says, by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. Isaiah number 53 verse 5. Isaiah 53 verse 5. But he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. By his wounds, we are healed. He took away our infirmities. He took away our infirmity. We are not supposed to be sick. We are not supposed to, to live with disease in our body. Hallelujah. We are talking about the purpose of his calling. These are the things he wants to do in our life. This is why he called us. He separated us that he may heal us. That he may heal us. Number five. To cry you with his love of and compassion. To crown you with his love and compassion. Verse 4. Psalm 103 verse 4. To crown you with his love and compassion. Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? That's why I called you. That's why I called you. Without his love and mercy, where will he be? It's by his mercy that we are here today. It's by his mercy. If it's by work of righteousness, we can't match. We, we can't really get there. No. It's by his mercy. He us with his mercy. 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. That is him. To show us love. The ultimate love of God is demonstrated by sending Jesus his only begotten son. The Bible says that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. He loved us so much that he couldn't withhold the son from us. He gave Jesus. You know, let's look at this illustration. Just look at it. We have fathers here and we have mothers here. You you have your children around you. Let's look at God our father. Hallelujah! Let's look at God, and He has His only begotten Son, Jesus. And Jesus Christ was on the tree, on the cross, nailed, and was in pain. Just, just imagine your son falling down, and you crying, "My leg, Just, just think of how you feel. You, you want to, you want to rescue him. You want to deliver him. You want to stop that pain. You don't want him to have pain. You're not happy when your son complains of headache or pain in any part of his body. He forces, ah, let's call the GP. I've seen parents cry when their children cries. <laughs> Are you with me? No, just look at God. Just Christ was on the tree and was crying. He was in pain. He said, My father, my father. Ah, the son is looking at you and he said, My father, deliver me. Help me. And the father did not help him, you know why? Because he loved us uh-huh. because of the love for us, he did not deliver his son, the son was in pain. He demonstrated that love in that world. we're sinners to make the matter was we're sinners, we're, we're bad people. In fact, the people were killing the son, and because of them, he did not deliver the son. Do you that God? He have the power to say, let the blade stop, let the pain stop, come down from the tree. And then just God will come down because he actually ascended. He that ascended can come down from that tree. That's why they said to you that if you are the son of God, come down from the tree. They expect him to do that. He had the power to be. He said, I have power to lay down my life and the power to take it. But I am doing this because of the love I have for you. He loved you so much. He manifested the love. And the father was looking at him. And he endured it because of the love towards us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. For God so loved the word that He gave, his is one and only Son. That whosoever believed in Him shall not perish. And we perish but have one life. Romans 5:8. But God commended His love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Hallelujah. Lamentation chapter 3, verse 22 and 23. Said, says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies are, uh, never comes to an end. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Number six, He satisfies your desires with good things. Verse five. It says, Who satisfies your mouth? With good things, so that your youth is renewed like eagles. Come and say good things. Ha. Say it's satisfied. So if whatever you are experiencing right now, it will work out for your good. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Bible says, "He satisfies your desires with good." He has good things in mind for you. He did not call you to leave you hanging. He did not call you to forsake you he called you that he may do something good with your life so what you are going through right now that's not it are you with me that's not it he's got something in mind he's got something great he's got plans for you and he's going to do it he has plans. he has good desires. he said my thought for you the thought of peace will give you a hope and unexpected an hand he like said i have good thought towards you i have good thoughts. i'm thinking good about you I'm thinking good about you. Don't you forsake me? Don't give up. I have some tool, something good. It may not be what I'm expressing now, but I have something good for you. I have something good for you. Stick with me. I have something good for you. but stick with God. It's got something good for you. Hallelujah. You know, you know, it's like it's like a man, a wealthy man, a wealthy man that says, and I was speaking to my granddaughter, and um, and is he's uh, a, a politician. Okay, and he's got this politician in the State who is now the speaker of the house. And they are very close. They are very close. And this man takes him everywhere. But was said to me just last week that do you know that up to now the man has not given me a penny? Not a naira. said, but I'm not I'm, I'm not bothered. He said, because I know he has plans for me. Well. It's not God. maybe he had it or not. I don't know. But the man has so much assurance. You know why? Because he looked at the man and he felt this man has everything. He has connection, he has money, he has power, he has everything that will help him. So he stayed with him. Now we're talking about the king of kings, the Lord of Lords. and he's now saying to Rose that I have good plans for you. Stay with me, stay with me. I have, things, I have things I want to do. You may not see it. Like you may not understand it. Everything happening now may not look like it. But just stay with me. I have plans for you. Hallelujah. I have plans for you. Solomon stayed with him. He asked for wisdom. The Lord gave him wisdom and wealth. Hallelujah. David stayed with him. And the Lord blessed him and called him a man after his heart. And we have many people in the Bible that stayed with him. We have people like Abraham. Abraham stayed with the Lord. What happened? The Lord made him father of many nations. Today we are still claiming the blessings of great Abraham. You know what? He stayed with him for how many years? Many years. He was trusting God for a child. But he stayed with him. That's important. He said, Stay with me, Abraham. Don't worry. I will make you. It looks like it was not going to happen. But today, we're talking about Abraham, the father of many nations, a father of faith. Hallelujah. I'm going to be rounding up now because of our time. Lastly, I want us to really look at verse eight of that place. And this is where we're going to round up. Verse 8. And this is number seven. The Lord is slow to anger and he abounds in love. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. He's slow to anger. If the Lord wants to count iniquity, no man can stand. No, no man is low. He's not an angry God, he's not a wicked God. Verse 10 to 12. He does not treat us as our sin desires, or he pays us according to our iniquities. Look at verse, verse 10. Hallelujah. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, he punished us according to our energies it's slow it's slow when it comes to anger it's very slow it's very slow it takes it easy it gives you time you have time you use it very well hallelujah use it very well that is where i'm going to go be. but before i go i want us to go back to is number four now number four the bible says he heals all our diseases. Number 4. That's verse 3. Number 4. He heals all our diseases. I want us to rise up on our feet. We hold, I mean lay hold on God's words today. Let's read verse, verse 3. The Bible says, Who forgives all our iniquities? It did not stop there e